look at my penis, Spider-Man. That's how that episode went, right? Yeah, I'm, that was honestly, basically, yeah. Hello, Spider-Man, look at my penis. <laughs> He's penis Parker. <laughs> hold, penis me, Parker. <laughs> hold me like a baby, and then you hold him like a baby. <laughs> what if, what if, what if, what if, what if. Robocop was not a robot at all. Everybody was in love with Paul. What if Bigfoot joined the Colin clan? Brave little toaster fell in love with a man. Isn't that better? So much better. Isn't that better? Better movie club. What if Mad Max's baby was half man and half shoe? And everyone attended puppet. Detective Mike became a giant spider And every movie was directed by Snyder Cut This isn't really maintaining the integrity of my creative vision Snyder Snyder action Austin Farley. Yeah. Do you guys believe in life no. on other planets? Oh, um, yeah, just statistically. I'd say I it's think. more realistic than life after love. Mm-hmm. So you don't believe in life after love? Do not. That was actually my second question, so I'm glad you teed me up like that. Austin. Do I believe in life after love? Yeah. Um, no. I'm agnostic, so I don't really believe in anything. <laughs> that makes sense. That makes sense. So if I were to tell you that like an alien ship was in my backyard right now, your reaction would be. I'd yeah, there's probably no crazy. such thing as life after love. My reaction would probably be um, you're off the podcast. Yeah, no. Um, that makes sense. That makes sense. What if Do I you told think- you that I'm not actually Leah. I'm an alien in a Leah suit. Would I be back on the podcast? And also, what are your current feelings on life after love? I would say an alien in a Leah suit is probably how I would describe Cher. That's how I would describe Leah. It's an alien in a Leah yeah, suit. Yeah, so I think we're on the same page. Yeah. All right. Well, zip. I'm Leah Morris. Oh my God, Cher. <laughs> Damn it. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm Austin Whiteford. I'm Andrew Farley. And this is the Better Movie Club podcast. Welcome. How's it going, everybody? Are, are you talking to us or the, the listener? I'm not talking to the listener. Shut up. Don't okay. talk. This is their time. All right. We're going to leave. Quiet. We're going to pause now and let you answer. <laughs> yeah. Tell us about your day. Oh, wow. Wow. Oh, that's so interesting. Leah, stop interrupting them. I'm I'm just doing like positive feedback. It's how you show it's act being an it's active, active listener. Listening. Mm-hmm. No that's, shit. That's you... really interesting. <sighs> that's awful. You shouldn't tell us that. Legally, I don't think you're allowed to tell us that. I'm going to have to report you. This constitutes as insider trading, and I can't act on this information. If I don't turn you in for this, then I'll lose my job, too. They'll kill us all. Your secret's safe with me. <laughs> <laughs> and that concludes our interactive segment. Uh, <laughs> no, the, the whole podcast is interactive. Yeah, that's try hard episode's now. interactive. <laughs> <laughs> Just talk over us. Just scream over us mm-hmm. the whole time. It's going to be great. <laughs> <laughs> Just scream. Like a general primal <laughs> scream. <laughs> Uh, well, um, this week we have a, a new review. Um, someone left us a review and we're going to read it on the show because that's what we do. A review for what? The podcast that we're doing right Whoa. now. Better Movie Club podcast. You can go on to Apple Podcasts and you can review us. Uh, if you do that, we'll very much appreciate it. It helps us to reach more people and like go up those podcast charts or whatever i don't know how things work but it helps i promise it'll boost our confidence yeah you can also, and that's uh, in need of boosting <laughs> you can leave five stars on spotify spotify yeah um Is spotify doing a star rating now yeah they do and you haven't oh. rated us five stars i haven't wow that's kind I, of last fu- time i looked they were doing like a thumbs up thing kind of fucked up austin hmm i'm gonna rate our show now and you can too kind of thumbs up austin <laughs> 
That was nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I regret saying it. I mean, it was something. It just <laughs> kind, of, kind of thumbs up with me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty thumbs up. How about you go thumb yourself? <laughs> hey, thumbs the new fuck. Spread it around. <laughs> oh, wait, no. I've already given us five stars. Um, but we don't have enough reviews on there for it to show. Aww. Yeah. We need more people yeah. to review us. Yeah, on Apple uh, or yeah, Apple Podcasts and Spotify would be super helpful. Um, but I we know there are at least rev- sixty of you. We have a review today. Uh, does somebody have it pulled up? Oh, does anyone have it pulled up? You were gonna read it, so I thought you. Oh, I was. <laughs> I thought so. I don't remember saying that. All right, guys, Whoops. I'll read it. Do you have it? No. I okay. was going to make something up. I can pull it up. <laughs> I'm working on it. I got it. So okay. we have a, a review from Chase, comma, podcast knower. That guy knows his podcast. Yeah, he does. It says so right in the name. It's his professional uh, title. So the, the title of this is a movie podcast with a fresh twist. Nice. Um, here we go. The camera pans over to you, a person of good character and impeccable taste. You've listened to movie podcasts before, but you're tired of the same old folks summarize the movie format. Well, do I have good news for you, you beautiful genius? It's the Better Movie Club podcast. Each week, three friends get together to not only discuss your favorite flicks, but to make them better. How do we feel about being called friends? Just to, uh, just checking in. Okay. Lukewarm, I will say. <laughs> okay, back to the review. I see and hear you over there, dressed to the nines and asking, but how could they make my favorite movie, Mean Girls, better? With improv, of course, you immaculate yet ignorant god. Improv is a form of improvised theater invented either in ancient Greece or semi-ancient Chicago. I'm not a historian, so I don't know the specifics. Anyway, this marriage of improv and cinema is the chocolate and peanut butter podcast that your perfect, perfect ears crave, metaphorically speaking. Now the camera zooms out. You're listening to Better Movie Club and have gained a new and healthy obsession. Nice work being so hot and smart. Truly, the universe smiles down upon thee. Thank you so much, Chase. Wow. Chase is my favorite. That's truly a magnificent podcast. If everyone could include a sentence that starts with anyway, like it's long (laughs) and like I want the reviews to be long enough that (laughs) you have to start a sentence with anyway. (laughs) Anyway. We would like it if you review us and then digress somewhere in the middle and then you have to like pull yourself back on track. Extra points for that. (laughs) Also, if this is your first episode, email me at farleyatbeaton.business. Send me a picture of yourself so I can judge whether or not you're beautiful enough to listen to this podcast. (laughs) Don't do that. I don't think we're in any position to do that. <laughs> well, yeah, we're not beautiful, but they have to be. Oh, that makes sense. That makes sense. If it's you don't like think a about it. Rich person in marriages. Uh, so that wonderful review from Chase was uh, two stars. <laughs> Thank you, Chase. We love you. Love you, Chase. Um, uh, you can hear Chase on our Titanic episode. It's true. We had a a real crazy, chaotic, wonderful time. Real <laughs> you big should definitely episode. listen to it. <laughs> And I think we, uh, uh, with that, we can talk about the movie. Okay. So it's a special time of year. Yeah. Uh, this week in honor of our nation's birthday, uh, we watched independent. No, we watched a movie with, (laughs) Uh oh (laughs) Oh, no, we watched a movie (laughs) with aliens and with area 51 (laughs) and, uh, with Jeff Goldblum. Don't yeah. say it. Don't say it. I want to guess. Okay. <laughs> Independence Day. That's it. Is that it? Independence Day, the resurgence. Independence Day. From, I want to say, 2016. <gasps> yep. Nice. So none of us really picked this movie. It picked um, us. Yeah. That's true. We just did it because we did the first one last year around this time. And Austin's always talking about how much he loves America and how much he loves American politics and policies. He's wearing an American flag right now. He's got a shirt or a hat on his head that says, make America great again. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> um, no. But. <laughs> um, no. No. <laughs> I will say I uh, I didn't think this movie was that bad. I love this movie. I didn't think it was that good. I um I love the first Independence Day movie, mm-hmm. but it's like an action flick, and like this movie brings it fully into sci-fi, and that's yes. like 
that's where I like to be. <laughs> so, would you, so would I you very like much to summarize it. it? Sure. So this movie takes place uh, 15 years after the original Independence Day. It also came out 15 years after the original Independence Day. Mm-hmm. So um, 15 plus 16, 2031, I guess we'll see the third installment. Right? Is it 15 years? Right. Because the first one takes place in 96. Oh, maybe it's 20. Is it 20 then? Yeah, 20. Okay, mm-hmm. so 20 years. Oh, so that means uh, 2046. <laughs> Yeah. Right? Yeah. No. 2036. 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 2036. Guys, math's hard. Um, Addition. <laughs> it's, yeah. Um, I don't have a calculator math. or anything. <laughs> <laughs> Weren't you a math major at one point? Yeah, but that's okay. arithmetic. Calculus music <laughs> calculator. You, you were an arithmetic major. <laughs> no, <laughs> certainly not. <laughs> I can't do anything in my head. I never learned. I never learned my times tables in elementary school. Um, couldn't do it. Couldn't memorize them. Anywho, doesn't matter. You have calculators. Why the hell do they make you memorize those? You're not always going to have a calculator on you. Can I share one thing from the times table that well, I still first, remember to this day? Let's talk about how we're not always going to have a calculator on you. This is hey. this is a phone, and it's always on me, and it's got a calculator on it. Buddy I'm boy. sorry, I can't see you. I'm on my phone right now. <laughs> Please I've share got, your anecdote or whatever it is. I've got the best calculator in the world, and it's these 10 fingers. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> I can do division. <laughs> That's the sh- shittiest sign sign I've ever Just seen, like, Austin. <laughs> cut off a finger. <laughs> Nine. <laughs> uh, no, but the, the one thing I remember from memorizing times tables in elementary school was... I ate and I ate until I threw up on the floor. Eight times eight is 64. Okay. I think I still remember my times tables. I remember most of them. A lot of them are easy. I can't memorize anything. That's why I couldn't do any biology. Have you seen those straight up memorization posts on social media where it's like a math problem and they're like asking like, what do you do in your head to solve this? And most people's answers are different. Mm -hmm. It just depends on how you're taught, I think. Yeah. I just, <laughs> yeah, I just do the math. I just do the math. I just do the Alfredo. Um, when you're here, that, you're Alfredo. When you're here, you're Alfredo. So what Back happens to, in this fucking movie, Leah? What happens in this fucking movie? 20 years later. It's 20 years later. Uh-huh. <laughs> 20 years after we said it was 15 years. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, so the, the aliens are coming back. But first, a big sphere comes back that's a different alien. The president blows it out of the sky because, I don't know, that seems like something that we would do, actually, in real life. Yeah, um, for but sure. But actually, they're friendly. Anyway, it's in the president um, to do war. And then all the people from the last time around started getting, like, visions and stuff because they came into contact with the aliens. And it turns out they're coming back to drill and suck out the Earth's molten core and who's going to stop him? Jeff Goldblum and his dad and probably some other people, but mostly Jeff Goldblum and his dad are the important ones. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's a big old alien queen. She's huge and she chases a school bus full of kids and that and they kill it. They kill. They kill the queen. They're like bugs. They're like they're like bees They're ants. So when the queen dies, they just go away. Yep. The end. They'll be back in 20 years. I hope. You know how when you kill the queen of an ant colony and then all the ants die immediately? They all they just leave. They die. They left. <laughs> <laughs> well, these guys mostly killed themselves in response. Mm. The aliens, anyway. I My favorite part about this movie, I have a couple of favorite parts for different reasons, but I loved that, like... Like, this movie easily could have just been like, okay, it's 2016 in our world and aliens come. But no, they were like, the 96 movie mattered. We got a bunch of new technology. And also, we stopped being against each other because we were united against the aliens. And it was like, like the Independence Day cinematic universe is doing so much better than we are <laughs> in real life. I mean, that's, yeah, I feel like they tried to extrapolate what would actually mm-hmm. happen in that case and i do think like obviously when there's a threat to humanity as a whole like petty differences between different groups of humans become less important than the overall survival of everyone yeah maybe i mean just like climate change (laughs) yeah that's not an enemy though it's got to be we got to be fighting a war or else nobody cares about it oh yeah if it involves guns then it matters right right exactly 
it can't be face masks or uh, <laughs> as know. long as Lockheed Martin and Boeing, like as long as those companies are making profiting off of it, then we can unite the human race. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, this had have have either of you read Ender's Game or any of the Ender's Game novels? Because um, it had I'm a little it, bit. I've I, I think I've listened to a podcast that talked about the movie. Does that count? No. this has a very similar feel and i won't necessarily endorse the book even though like i I very much enjoyed it when i was younger because orson scott card is sort of a piece of shit um so like Uh, pirate it and read it um (laughs) Um, total piece of shit uh, it is it is a good book i enjoy the the series a lot but it's also about like um fighting in like a like a queen hive type alien and then like what happens after humanity and i unites against them and stuff so it had some similar sort of themes um so some things i didn't like about this movie uh so <laughs> number one jeff goldblum's dad had Not enough for one. significantly less screen time than he did in the first one mm-hmm. and in the first one he fucking stole the show yeah so that upset me a little bit well he spends the whole movie talking about how he stole the show in his book <laughs> yeah <that's true. laughs> um number two uh so the 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 sphere that leah mentioned that the bad guy aliens are after is like a member of this race who advanced enough that they made their existence digital right mm-hmm. um but they're not fully smarter than people right and it like they they used it to bait the aliens into attacking Area 51 because they had to get the queen out, which is a very basic, like, strat. Like, that's not a complex plan. Seemed pretty easy. And this, like, super advanced alien orb was like, wow, your species is so remarkable. I want you like, to lead the nobody's resistance. ever killed one of these. You're so smart. Yeah. No, <laughs> no other race has ever killed a queen alien in, like, it seemed pretty simple. That Man, aliens are too. fucking dumb. Yeah. Like, so when they said that no one ever killed a queen alien before, but did did humans kill one 20 years ago? Or yep. that's implied at least, right? Yeah, yeah. When they blew up the mother so. Even yeah. though we don't see, had to see flee a queen. Because they killed the queen. Yeah. Yeah. So this is two. So humanity's got two. Everybody else, zip. Everyone so dies. Even the incredibly advanced digital race hasn't killed one i don't know though maybe humanity's whole advantage is that all we do is war sure yeah so it's like (laughs) all these other societies were so focused on interstellar travel and Mm -hmm. energy developments and stealing planets cores they didn't really think about like how do you just blow the most shit up at once how can we kill things this is also (laughs) what is a nuclear warhead (laughs) <laughs> this has been a theme in science fiction too though like this uh idea of like advanced civilizations um you know that have like evolved beyond like organic existence uh and then like what the advantages of humans having like you know our meat bag bodies and our short lifespans and what and our big what, old human brains <laughs> and i think like there's definitely i think the the war thing is is absolutely valid but i think like the what's been written and what is like the more like i don't know nice sounding version of that is like the will to live the like scrappiness of like being like very fragile frail little things scrapping for our measly 70 to 90 years like i've got <laughs> like maybe 80 years i gotta <laughs> fucking earn them yeah yeah so i think like that's like where a lot of it comes from in like the sci-fi genre and i think that's sort of what this was i will say like you're this movie does not Rings. bring anything original <laughs> to the table from a sci-fi perspective. Mm-hmm. Like it's very much like using a lot of tropes from science fiction novels and, you know, and making a movie yeah. out of it. But like mm-hmm. I still like those tropes. And, right. Like, and I, I enjoyed I it. <laughs> the stuff that it brought to the table was all very interesting to think about. Like what does I was interested in like I wanted to learn more about the orb. Like what does a yeah. what does a post physical existence look like uh I, th- like 
I was fascinated by a lot of the concepts in this movie, but none of them were original and they did feel sort of not well executed. Yeah. I mean, as a sci-fi movie, this was very shallow. It wasn't, it didn't like, it was an independence day movie that leaned into sci-fi. But sci-fi is such a, um, it's not like a major genre. So like, I feel like this sort of bridges the gap for people. Like, I feel like there's a smaller um, subset of group group of people that are going to go see the latest sci-fi science fiction movie or whatever. Um, and whereas everyone's going to go see the Independence Day sequel that has like the entire original cast and it's going to have, you know, more budget and it's going to have big name actors. Whereas like, these science fiction movies that are so cerebral, I feel like most people are just like, eh, and it really just appeals to like this small group of people. Let's take a look at what the common man actually took from this movie. I screenshotted some YouTube reviews of uh, Oh my God. Day Resurgence. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, you believe this is a bridge for science fiction to um, the average person. While the characters and plot aren't that great, I'm a sucker for destructive disaster sequences, and this movie this movie satisfies that for me. Not really take, taking any of the sci-fi elements from it; they just like blowing stuff up. Well, I don't. I well, uh, let me hold on, hold on. No, no, no. You don't get to defend yourself. I'm not uh, done. Well, no, uh, you put Is words there in a my part mouth. Three yet? <laughs> I can't get enough of it, especially Jeff Goldblum, his dad, and the mad scientist Doctor Okun. Lots of blowing things up, fires, aliens, heroism, schmaltz, and so much more. This is just what you wanted from a movie at 3 a.m. <laughs> I wasn't saying that it was bringing science fiction Hold to the common on. man. I'm not finished. <laughs> okay. I, I feel like you're actually supporting what I said, which is that like... It's a good movie when you just want to sit down for the night and watch something blow up. Not saying it's bad, but it's pretty good. And if that's what you want, and that's exactly what I wanted, so I enjoyed it. Okay, that's almost a sentence at the end there. Um, <laughs> don't start, Leah. I'm not done. I think it's Leah's turn. Okay, obviously not as good as the first one, but definitely a well-made, entertaining movie. I'd watch it again. Come on, <laughs> Leah. Anybody's talking about sci-fi in there? I wasn't saying that like it's you were saying make... this was the perfect sci-fi transition movie for the average <laughs> no, civilian. <laughs> I was saying that it's a way for a science fiction movie to exist that actually draws an audience and makes a profit and has a decent budget and, and like A-list actors because <laughs> sci-fi <laughs> is doesn't have the audience to draw that. And so like <laughs> this is what we get. We get a hybrid. It's mm. got something for the everyman that likes explosions, and it's got sci-fi for me. <laughs> That's what I was saying. All of those quotes supported that. <laughs> I disagree. I think you were saying that. <laughs> classic man yeah. over here telling me what I was saying. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I am a classic man. <laughs> um, I like to smoke <laughs> cigarettes and drink Miller High Life. <laughs> you. <laughs> to both. <laughs> Uh, something I didn't like about this movie. Another thing I didn't like, I guess. Um, so I, I mentioned how this movie like expanded the first one and like made society better based on what had happened. We'd all been through this thing. Uh, there's a part at the end where they're like, the guy who became president was like speaking on shortwave radio. Like this is man's last stand. Whatever, whatever. Independence Day. Yeah. He was it was being broadcast entirely in English. It yeah. seemed like it seemed like the version of a united earth that this movie presented was basically America absorbs every other culture and everyone learns English. Um, um have you looked at our military budget? <laughs> oh, I have. <laughs> well, there was at least one of them there was somebody translating for everybody. Like there was a group of people and then somebody oh, was that. was talking and everyone was listening to him. <laughs> But Maybe I'm off base then, but it, I it think, did no, feel I, like I think it's a I, I legit right. criticism. Yeah, the I, just, American I did notice that one. Of the world. Yeah, yeah, very much so. I mean, and like they they involve more leadership from other countries in this, so it's not like purely American. Like that, I feel like it improved in baby steps from the first mm-hmm. movie, but it still was flawed in the same way. And the day that they all uh, do all this on every year is um, Independence Day. It's, it's the July the Fourth. Yeah, not the Canadian Independence Day. Which is when? Can independence 
Independence Day. No one knows because America is the only thing that matters. (laughs) No, we learned this in Mad Max. Independence Day, where they (laughs) they put syrup on their shoes. What what date does Mad Max 2 take place? Uh, it takes place on Mad Max's birthday, if I remember correctly. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> so what day was Mad Max born? No then we'll knows. figure out when Canadian Independence Day is. It's <laughs> <laughs> the only way. We certainly couldn't Google it. The I, only way is to figure uh-huh. out what Mad Max's well, birthday is. I'll Google what Mad Max's birthday is. <laughs> okay. That's a good uh, Dozens yeah. of episodes available on our backlog <laughs> where you can get these references. April 12th, 2019. Leo, what did you think of the pickup line, um... I was wondering if maybe you wanted to get a drink and then maybe fall in love. Cute. Yeah? Yeah. I use that every time. (laughs) I mean, I don't like pickup lines in general, but Mm -hmm. like as that one goes, it's fairly respectful and and cute. It's fine. I don't think you should use pickup lines. I think you should get to know people and then decide if you want to ask them on a date. I think it's weird to date someone before you're friends with them, but that's just me. I agree with that. I know that in the modern day of of dating apps, that doesn't make any sense. But like, yeah. I've never dated anyone I, that I wasn't should, like close friends with first. You should <laughs> never date someone until you swipe right on them. That's, that's my policy. That's true. <laughs> I have to like vet someone, you know, like figure out who their exes are, like mm, make sure they're mm. not a serial killer. It well, takes a while to... Uh, well, I do agree with most of that, <laughs> but I also what? think that you can kind of develop a friendship and a relationship kind of at the same time. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. I mean, I just don't. I think pickup lines are putting the proverbial cart before the horse. I think putting horses before carts <laughs> is I think the way to sexy. go. So I agree with you. <laughs> I think okay. I think the horse should always lead the cart. Cart. <laughs> Carts Coming in out front strong of- <laughs> in favor of horses. <laughs> carts, carts in front carts. of horses is like my number one turn on. <laughs> I think Let's okay. Horse uh, races somebody, with just carts are the shittiest horse races. Somebody do a pickup line that involves horses and carts. Go. Damn girl, how about you let me put my cart before your horse? <laughs> Austin. Hey baby, are you a horse? Because I'd like to put my cart in front of you. <laughs> <laughs> Austin wins. <laughs> <laughs> they were the same thing, but for some reason, Austin sounded way more unhinged. It was. <laughs> well, his opening asking a girl if she was a horse. Hey. So, yeah. <laughs> That's a real thing that I've said. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Well, when we're back, Austin's going to have another one about carts and horses. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's no going to be his change for the movie. <laughs> <laughs> all the all the aliens are horses now i can't wait to see what i come up with all their spaceships are carts Hey, girl, are you a cart? Because I'm hung like a horse. (laughs) I don't like it. I don't like it either. (laughs) Yeah, me either. It makes it sound like you're a horse that wants to fuck a cart. (laughs) Cart. (laughs) Hey, girl, are you a horse? That's what horses do. Are you a horse? Because I'm hung like a cart. (laughs) (laughs) I don't understand what horses do. (laughs) I have a wooden penis. (laughs) Well, Leah, what's your change? Well, Leah, um, my change is, uh, so uh, we talked about it really briefly in the first half, but like um, the president and like everyone in the line of presidential succession gets killed. Um, off and screen, so, by the way. Y- yeah, I, I, I mean, kind thinking... of like they, yeah, off screen, but like they show like the scene, like right before it and then they cut to black. Yeah, I kept thinking Madam President was going to show up again, but I was wrong. Um. What do you think this is? The first Independence Day? (laughs) So they come to swear in 
general guy. I don't know what his rank is. He's like, they're like, everybody's dead. Like, you're the next person. I guess, like, it's sort of like the monarchy. There's some sort of, like, mm-hmm. line of succession or something. I don't there know is. exactly how yeah. it works. But, like, <clears throat> how far does it go? I don't know that it goes to anyone in the Department of Defense. Yeah, I don't know. I, mean, I know it's like, it's like president, vice president. And then I want to say Speaker of the House. But they're all, so. yeah. everybody, the entire successional line was basically yeah. in the mountain they got targeted by the queen so they like knew the queen knew where they were and targeted right. them specifically it and goes all the way down to uh Kiefer sutherland who is the lone <laughs> survivor um so i i wasn't sure like if they just sort of arbitrarily then chose someone to be a president because you can't have a not like there not be a president or what but i think my change is that that is what happens so i think there's a guy who's the swear in guy and like after everybody in the line of succession is dead he just gets to pick somebody um, i like it and i think <laughs> honestly i think it's true because i'm looking at the succession list right now it's vp speaker of the house president pro tempore of the senate secretary of state treasury defense attorney general interior agriculture is number nine <laughs> Which seems kind of weird. Uh, <laughs> commerce, labor, health and human services. All those things come below agriculture. Housing and urban development, also below agriculture. Transportation, energy, education, veterans affairs. So and- a lot of people died before <laughs> this yeah. general. What if they had to have an election? Why are there nine well, I mean- other people below the Secretary of Agriculture? <laughs> Hey, food's important in an apocalypse. Anyway. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Health and human services and housing and development are inconsequential. <laughs> I mean, they're all part of Maslow's hierarchy of needs. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, so I think that what happens is this guy, the swearing in guy, usually doesn't have a lot to do on a normal day because um, he only swears in people. So that only happens sometimes. Um, but it does fall to him when everybody's dead to pick somebody. And I think what happens is he keeps picking somebody and they die. And then he has to pick somebody else. And okay. and I think it becomes sort of a recurring theme where people are like, don't pick me, don't pick me. <laughs> Maybe so the, the queen movie, knows. The president keeps changing as yeah, the movie goes on. Yeah, the president on. keeps yeah. changing. Obviously, it can't be like a main, main cast member. Like, it can't be like Jeff Goldblum or like the little girl on the bus, which... I mean, I don't it could know. be. <laughs> yeah, she's not a main character, but like legally, well, no, I guess all bets are off. It can be anybody. Legally, you are allowed to kill Human. children. <laughs> legally, um, a child can be president. Yeah. So, um, the first scene that I want to see is, um, I think Farley, you're the swearing in guy. Makes sense. Yeah, and um, so you're coming in to tell whoever is next up. It can be a named character from the movie. It can be a character that you've just made up, that that you picked them, and you need to swear them in as president. And then something terrible is going to happen to them. And then maybe you'll swear in somebody else. I don't know. And um, so I guess, like, by default, I, don't, I was trying to think who we would need in the scene outside of this person. We need whoever... Hmm. I've backed myself into a corner because <laughs> <laughs> I don't know who should be in the scene. <laughs> well, what you need is made up characters because they're going to die. Yeah. Well, do we, oh, I guess, do we want don't somebody worry, to be like yeah. a named car- character also? I've got this. <laughs> okay. Action. <laughs> All right. I'm going to need you to state your name and repeat after me. I, I your name, do solemnly my swear name, or affirm. Do solemnly swear or affirm. <laughs> Okay, I'm sorry. Uh, you don't say I'm my name or I your name. You say your name in that space. Oh, okay. <sighs> sorry. Uh, look, I picked you because you're the secretary of H&R Block. Yeah, that's true. So you were obvi- obviously number 37 on the uh, chain of succession. Right, right. So I don't know why you're getting this wrong. You should have been practicing for this. Are you guys talking about succession? I love that show. I haven't seen it. Is it good? Janice, so if good. you spoil succession for me one more time, I'm okay, going to okay, lose I my shit. I won't say a word. I thought you were caught up. I won't say a word. I'm on the second season, but I'm like not even halfway through. Oh, so you haven't seen the part where... Don't you fucking say a <laughs> thing. 
sorry. All right, I haven't started it yet, but I've I got, reserve my right to do so. I've got to do an oath with Janice real quick. What? Okay. I, your name, do solemnly swear or affirm. I, Janice Kingswood, do solemnly swear or affirm. That I will not fucking ruin succession. That I will not F word ruin succession. Nope, nope. nope. I don't you say no say- swear words. I got kids at home. Okay. Will not freaking ruin succession. Will not freaking ruin succession. For Billy Tyler. For Billy Tyler. The official swearer-in of the United States of America. The official swearer-in of the United States of America. All right. That's so your name? If you, if you, what did you say? Your name is Billy Tyler? Why is that funny to you? It's Ew. Billy Tyler. It's not William. It's Billy. <laughs> That's a bad name. Wow. All right. What's well, your name? Yeah, what's your name? My name's John Roberts. That's like, that's a double firstie. That's like two. That's two first names. That's two first names. Our country was founded on two first names. Thank you very much. That's true. Maybe you haven't heard of the first president, Benjamin Franklin. (laughs) You only think Franklin's a first name because of the cartoon. They wouldn't make a cartoon where Franklin was the turtle's name if Franklin wasn't a name. They named him after Benjamin. Because it's a first name. Wait, did you say... Wait, hold on. Franklin's... I'm thinking of Arthur. Arthur. There's a cartoon about a turtle named Franklin. (laughs) Yeah, and there's a cartoon about an aardvark named Arthur. Oh, yeah. I'm watching that one. Don't spoil it for me, because I'm only on the first season. He dies at the end. You fucker. You know, I got kids at home, and you made me say that. All right. Well, if you think you're going to get revenge by spoiling suggestion, after taking that oath, legally, I'm allowed to punch you in the stomach if you spoil it. Where does it say that? It was in the oath. You just weren't listening. Am I president yet? (sighs) You're going to be. Okay. Okay. President John Roberts? It doesn't sound right. Uh, I don't know. I think most of them have a name that sounds pretty similar. And then if if I die, it goes to the Secretary of Defense, right? That's right below Secretary of H&R Block? Okay. Yep. All right. I, your name, do solemnly swear or affirm. I, John Roberts, do solemnly swear or affirm. No, you don't. You say swear or you say affirm. You don't say solemnly swear or affirm. Oh, I, John Roberts, do solemnly swear. That should I, I say swear or should I say affirm? Which one's better? I don't know. Are you religious? Uh, maybe. Okay, just stick with affirm because I think swear is a bad word. I worship aliens. Is that cool? All right, let me get my gun out and I'm just gonna shoot you. Oh no! No 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 yeah, no no no! Okay, hold on, hold on, hold on. Be still. I meant like E.T. I'm not really good at aiming. Be still. No, I'm, <laughs> I'm going to dance. Stop stepping side to side. I don't, oh, he's I a good dancer. I can't hit you. Look at I can him keep go. moving like that. On his tippy toes. All right, I'm just going to start shooting. This is just like I them old hit him. westerns I, I like to watch. He keeps moving. He keeps dancing. I can't hit him. What a great I'm, day. Am I the president now? Yeah, I think you're the president now. Okay, you're fired. Mr. President. <sighs> See. <laughs> for those of you at home while i was shooting my gun austin was doing a little dance on his camera that's just, yeah, yeah, i yeah. like a bonus it. feature he was just wiggling so his arms <laughs> all right well i think we should probably see a scene with president john robert doing something yeah sure um <laughs> what thing is president john roberts doing He's got to, like, address the people on the TV He's screens. He's the one that's addressing everybody on the radio. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> all right. Uh, action. My fellow Americans from all over the world, British Americans, Indian Americans, Middle Eastern Americans, it's right, come to sir, my attention. I'm going I'm to stop you. Yeah? I'm going to stop you right there. They're not. So you're just listing people in... America of different ethnicities and cultures. We're all Americans in our heart. Yeah, I know you're just saying the thing that the guy- If I didn't believe that, I wouldn't be president. (sighs) If everybody else didn't die, you wouldn't be president. That's also true. You're on, you're you're live, so they can hear all of this. Did I not fire you? Yeah, you did, but technically you're not allowed to fire me because if you die, I have to swear somebody else in. Okay, well you're fired until I die. How's that? Okay, that that works for me. They can still hear everything. All of this. Uh, pardon that interruption, um, my fellow Americans. Um, I want everyone to know we are making our last stand against these aliens. And if all goes according to plan, we will become their humble servants. That's why I voted for this guy. We will 
worship them, grovel at their feet. Ooh, I just love and his policies. I love his politics. He's going to shake up Washington. It will take us to the planet Xanathar, where we will all be entitled to free Hawaiian punch. Yes. I like the sound of Xanathar. Yes. Janice, I am so glad I voted for this guy. I love him. Do you guys feel that? That vibration? This is like that Jurassic Park movie. Look at the glass of water. Oh, fuck. The T-Rex is coming. (laughs) (laughs) Scene, scene. (laughs) All right. So when we're we're editing this one, we have to throw in a T-Rex sound effect right there. Yeah. (laughs) All right. The T-Rex eats President John Robert. All right. Next change. (laughs) So right now is a perfect time for me to make my change. Uh... Is it dinosaurs? Yeah, it's, it's dinosaurs. <laughs> uh, in the scene where um, President Bill Pullman goes to, like, he opens the door to the alien prisoner. And he wants to, like, he's trying to communicate with them. And, like, the alien wraps him and does the psychic thing like they did in the first movie. Yep, yep. Uh, the sound of the door opening is almost exactly the same as... <sighs> Uh, in the opening of Jurassic Park where the velociraptors get out. So, <laughs> I think dinosaurs are aliens. Or the aliens are dinosaurs. Yeah, that, that way around. So, the is the queen the T-Rex? Yeah, I think the queen is the T-Rex. Yeah. Uh, and this makes all the more sense because of Jeff Goldblum. Mm-hmm. And because is, of the scene we just did. Uh, where I randomly referenced did. Jurassic Park. <laughs> <laughs> it's just yeah. always on my mind. Uh, it all... <laughs> fits perfectly um so i would like to see a scene where oh boy i should have thought of a scene for this huh um i never do (laughs) how about a scene uh from the like the fighter pilots that fly into the ship and then get like emp'd when they land, there's dinosaurs. And they're not expecting this? That They didn't know? Like, this is a surprise to them, right? Right, right. Okay. They were expecting... By the way, how did you guys feel about the NFT in this movie? Uh, I don't... <laughs> it looked weird, especially the yeah. vehicles. Like, the vehicles looked like the dimensions were <clears throat> off or something. Mm-hmm. It was jarring. Um, I felt like... Like, the one in 96 had to rely on practical effects because computers weren't quite there. And then this one was like, oh, we can just do everything on computers and it'll yeah. look fine. I thought the alien <laughs> I don't know how much of the aliens were NFTs and how much were practical, but I thought overall the aliens looked pretty good. But a lot of the vehicles were really obviously NFT. I didn't like the parts where the aliens looked humanoid. A lot of mm. that was oh, NFT, yeah. I think. Yeah. yeah. I would agree with that. But, but they're like the in their armor, where, they look cool. Yeah. And like the part where the president gets wrapped in a tentacle, that's like a real, you know. Not real, but like I liked when the queen alien was just running through the desert up to the school bus. That I don't know what it is about that, but that scene brings me joy. (laughs) Well, you kept hoping the kids were gonna get stepped on. It looks like a like a cat chasing like a toy or something. Just oh, you know what? New scene. Um, we're talking. <laughs> they're cats I now. See the scene... They're not dinosaurs. They're, <laughs> they're giant cats. No, I want to see the scene where um, uh, Jeff Goldblum's dad is talking about his book, and of course, now the book is about dinosaurs, and I think people are pretty dismissive of it. So I just want to see maybe some hecklers at his book reading. Mm. And uh, the Jeff Goldblum role is reserved for Leah, of course. <laughs> So assuming we have him in a scene at some point. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. I we must, right? Um Gotta have one. <laughs> Farley, let's make you wait, who played Jeff Golem's dad in the when we did this last did year? Do we have him then? Do we yeah, remember? I think Farley might have been okay. dad. Well, let's do Farley again. And I will be hecklers at the book reading. And so Leo, so you so will you, because okay. Jeff Golem isn't here. Action. All right, so I'm going to start this thing the way I start all of these things. It's not Jurassic Park. It, it's different. All right, I'm leaving. It, I, where are you going? I thought this was Jurassic Park. I'm. You, the name isn't Michael Crichton. I don't know. But your pseudonym is Crichel Mighton. Crichel Mighton. It's different. I thought it was like a typo. I thought this was the new Jurassic Park book. It's. You've got the T-Rex on the front. 
If you shift each letter a certain amount of numbers, it's Grumpy Grandpa because I want to be a grandfather one day and I thought it was a good pseudonym. Wait, you're Grumpy Grandpa? Well, if you use a Caesar cipher, but you change the, the, the key every single letter, eventually it becomes Grumpy Grandpa. I follow Grumpy Grandpa on Twitter. Um, no, not that. You're so funny. No, oh, that's not yeah, you either? you hit the wrong one. Oh my God. Man, this guy sucks. Yeah. Hey, I have a... Just because I'm not Michael Crichton doesn't mean I don't have a book about dinosaurs. Did I you say there was go... going to be Caesar salad? Yes, the Caesar salad will be served at the end. I'll stay. Jeez. I'm going to go back outside where the world's ending. Could I get a count of hands for who was here for Caesar salad and who was here for the book? Caesar salad. Wait, right. are we raising hands for salad first or the book first? We said salad first. All right, so you're both here for the book. Nope. Um, no, no. I'll just do a little bit of reading from <laughs> it's chapter just the two of us. Too. I'm gonna do a little bit of chapter, a bit of a chapter reading from book three, chapter two. Is this the um, Bible? It's not the. I'm. Because <sighs> there's not dinosaurs in the Bible. Just because my other pseudonym is Jesus Christ doesn't mean it's it's the Bible. Oh, I have your your other book. The Bible. Yeah. Will you uh, sign it? Yeah, I'll sign the Bible after I read this section. Okay. I thought you were like extremely Jewish. I am. So the Bible you... is not a religious book. Okay. I didn't read it. I'm sorry. I didn't read it either, but I would like you to sign my copy. No further questions. I will be reading this section of my book. Okay. So the chapter starts. Um, that's the I, Jurassic Park song. That's the Jurassic Park song. Yeah. That's how the book starts. Well, chapter two of book three. That's how it starts. Okay. I found the salad. It's behind this. It's it this when, cloth over it. I, don't fucking touch the salad. Don't fucking touch the salad. Can I get a salad to go? If you touch the salad right now, I'm going to lose it. I ate one crouton. Oh. <laughs> 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 My son took me to a cool island with dinosaurs. I wonder what's going to happen today. Any comments there? That's Jurassic Park. That sounds like Jurassic Park. No, it's not Jurassic Park because it's my son that took me there and not. Is your son Jeff Goldblum? Because he's in Jurassic Park. That's also kind of written like it was written by I don't know a third grader. You know what? Fuck this. But we can this. have the salad. No, you can't. Ha- I'm taking the salad. I'm and going I with have you. To give, I have to give the, the owner of the store half the salad because that's what they did to let me come here. <laughs> you paid <laughs> You paid half of a salad bar to do a book reading here? Hey, I don't fucking come to where you flip burgers and tell you how to do a book reading there. Hey, Mr. Crichton, is my salad ready? <laughs> it's Mr. Mighton. Oh. Michael Mighton. <laughs> Sorry. Is my salad ready? Yeah, you can take the tin on the right. I'll take the tin on the left. I want the one on the left. Didn't you also write Best World? You write books? Well, no. Best World was just a screenplay. It was not a uh, book. Yeah, and it was almost on Cinemax. This salad's all croutons. Yeah, I was fucking hoping you would take the right salad so I could have the crouton salad. (laughs) This is the best damn salad I ever had. Healthy. <laughs> not with that many croutons, it's not. The cowboys are robots in Best World. My doctor said they eat oh, my salad. I haven't finished it yet, you fucker. Same. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Uh, and now, a scene with Jeff Goldblum uh, and the scientist lady. and Oh, the scientist lady from the park? <laughs> yeah, Laura Dern. Laura <laughs> Dern. <laughs> and uh, uh, that warlord guy. Um, oh, Colonel uh, What was his name? Alan Grant? <laughs> yeah, probably his name was Alan Grant. <laughs> and they're, uh, they're investigating the, um, the dinosaur spaceship. And the symbol that people have been drawing is the Jurassic Park logo. Uh, but they're, they're sort of putting that together. This is the scene where they like break into the ship. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. The one right, that cool. like was crash landed before. Is yeah, that... yeah, yeah. The one okay. that that tribe was like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Declared war on. So uh, obviously, Leah will be Jeff Goldblum, mm-hmm. and um, Farley, you're an Alan Grant type, and I will be Laura Dern. Action. So, I uh, uh, I just don't I don't get why 
they're writing they're drawing the Jurassic Park logo on everything. That would is that what that looks like to you? You don't oh you don't you're pretending you don't see it because your dad wrote that book that's just like Jurassic Park. This symbol, it looks just like the Jurassic Park logo. Now that you said it, I I I do kind of see it. Yeah, now I see it. You I see it. I was like looking at it from a different teeth. angle and it was mm-hmm. And you see where like here's oh. a J then a U. Okay, I'm a little and bit then annoyed these are two that R's. you waited for them to say it. Um because I just said that and you were like, no, that's not it. That can't be it. But when they said it, then suddenly it was you well, saw it. Was, it. I was looking at it from the wrong angle. And then when I looked at it straight on, then I was like, oh, yeah, that's the obviously this is Jurassic Park. So yeah, I, I apologize. It says Jurassic Park. Maybe it says it in clear English. Jurassic Park. And what's that over there? That looks like a pile of droppings. Droppings? Yeah. Let me get my uh, elbow long gloves. Why do you have those? In case we find droppings. I'm going to I'm gonna throw mine on. It's too. more common than you would think. I had some too. I was prepared as well. I don't know why I'm suddenly the bad guy because I didn't have elbow long gloves. Alan, I... you tied your seatbelt together on the plane over and you left me without like the proper pieces to clip together. <laughs> so I was unsafe. I was ride. worried about the plane crashing. I was worried I was going to fall off the fucking window because you tied your seatbelt together and you opened your window. <laughs> yeah, I thought the plane was going to crash. So I wanted to be sure I had a steady supply of oxygen, one, and that my seatbelt was tied together so I wouldn't fly out the window that was open. Okay, but as high as we were, <laughs> that drained the oxygen from the cabin and then you I, started breathing from your mask. I would never do that. Just so in case anyone was wondering, I would never do that. I would... Oh, well, I give you my seatbelt. You I get it. Mine. You're perfect, Mr. Chaos Theory over here. But I had to tie my seatbelt together. That way I knew I wouldn't zip out the window that I just opened. And I couldn't get it closed after I opened it and realized it was sucking all the oxygen out. Because the air pressure was pulling out too hard. I couldn't get it closed. Yeah, it almost pulled me out. Yeah, I know it did. And, and that's I didn't why have a seatbelt because... I thought it would be fine if I grabbed your mask and put it over my face as well as mine. Because you were about to fly out the window. So you both are elbow deep with both arms into that pile of shit. Uh, anything? Oh, I just tripped. Okay. <laughs> I did find something here. Uh, it looks like, um, this is weird. It's like uh, an Atari controller. Oh, let me is see that. that. Does that track? Never mind. I don't have gloves. I don't want to see that. Keep it away. No, 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 no. Keep it away from me. No, but I, mean, I don't. I don't. No, 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 no. It's the Atari logo, right? I just don't. It smells very strongly. That is weird. I found a, one of the blasters from the original NES. Okay, you're holding it very close to my face. Well, you have to see it. I don't want to see it that close. I could smell it and it's bad. You're the alien guy, right? I wouldn't know. No, I'm like a scientist computer guy. And well, I'm sort of an alien guy now. I do. A, I dabble in a lot of things. My dad wrote a book. Well, you could definitely play Duck Hunt with this thing. You could play Space Invaders with this. Why would Why would the aliens have those? Yeah, I don't know why mine ties in at all. I'm gonna put this back in there. <laughs> Maybe they were training. I mean, these are from Earth. These are our things. These, unless Atari is from space and they send it here. Oh, I was gonna say, what better way to train than to familiarize familiarize yourself with? the local cultures stuff but but then they ate it and pooped it out that doesn't well, yeah, seem like a great dinosaurs. way to train they're what oh. <laughs> scene <laughs> oh man i kept looking for a place to say darn it <laughs> darn it, <laughs> i want to see the school bus that's the that only change, change I have. I want more of the school bus. Okay. Okay. I want like the kids on the back of the bus like gossiping about, <laughs> about what's going on. Oh, the cool kids are sitting in the back. Yeah. We got to yeah. see some of the cool kids. There are a lot of characters in this, but none of them are cool kids on the back of the school bus. That's true. At what point are we at? Like is is the is uh, Goldblum's dad <laughs> driving the bus at this point? Yeah. Yeah. This is okay. early. This is before they see the aliens. Okay. And again, that is Crichel uh, Mighton. Sure. <laughs> okay. His name changes sometimes. Action. Oh my God. I can't believe what Becky's wearing today. It's like 
Do you want the whole school to see your cleavage? Kyle, you can't be talking about girls' cleavage. What do you mean? You just, it's not okay. It's like, Becky, what do you think about that? Well, you guys invited me to sit in the back with you because you said it was cool. It is cool. It's you just I been mean, talking about me like I wasn't here and talking about my cleavage. Oh my God, can you believe what I, Becky's saying right now? Cleavage is cool, I think. Okay, so I'm cool, but you were just saying that you couldn't believe what I was wearing. Yeah, I can't believe how cool it is. Yeah, it's very cool. I mean, look at my Cleveland Browns tattoo. My parents let me get it. They don't care about me at all. Oh, that's some major that's cleavage. Real? Yeah, it's real. I got it because I love cleavage so much. Huh. Got to Cle- represent Cleveland. <laughs> Cleveland. Oh. Hey, what are you kids talking about? Cleveland? Uh, uh, no, no, Becky, shut up. Becky, shut the fuck up. Not Columbus. Cleveland. The opposite of Columbus. Columbus. We're talking about Columbus. Columbus. We're Columbus. All right, but if I hear any more Cleveland talk, I'm going to come back there and slap you kids around a little bit. So why is it a secret? Why is Cleveland a secret? Yeah. Because everyone knows what it stands for. What's it stand for? <sighs> Kyle. I don't know. I don't know why this is on me to explain. <laughs> Kyle, explain this, please. Kyle, so, come on. I can't do this. You know... You, Cleveland. You know I have a crush on Becky. <laughs> I'm right here. Becky, shut the fuck up. Oh my god. Cleveland represents uh, a sexual awakening for us children. That can't be right. What? Have we... you ever, Becky, have you ever watched the Cleveland show? No. It was like a spin-off of Family Guy, but it was about I know Cleveland. of it, but I haven't it was watched Cle- it. Don't interrupt me if you haven't seen it. It was about <laughs> Cleveland Brown and his family when they leave Quahog. Okay. Yeah, and there's a lot of sexual implications in there's that show. There's full frontal in that show. Full frontal what? Nudity. Ew. You see Cleveland's whole package. What? And for a lot of us, that's what woke us up to sex. Mm-hmm. Okay. I think, I don't think I want to sit in the back of the bus. That's, his name's Cleveland Brown, and I have my Cleveland Browns tattoo. Y- yeah, no, I get it. I'm going to... Becky, if you leave the back of the bus, you're going to get in so much trouble. That old man said he was going to hit us. What? We'll tell him that you watched the Cleveland show. No, I haven't watched it. And... Yeah, well, I, well, as soon as you make a, he tries to make a reference and you don't get it, he's gonna smack you. He'll smack me? Yeah, because he's watched the Cleveland show. He's gonna get really upset if you were telling us that you watched the Cleveland show and you haven't. Hey, okay, okay, I won't see anything. It's like American Dad, but so much better. Are you kids talking about American Dad? No. No, sir. That's right. I'll punch one of you kids in the stomach if I find out you've been watching American Dad, <laughs> not the Cleveland show. Only in terms of how much better the Cleveland show is. I That's like, why American Dad came up. I like you, boy. You want to drive the bus for a while? Yes, please. All right. I'm just going to start walking back, and you come up and grab the wheel. Kyle, you better run. We're going to wreck. All right, go drive the bus now. Now, Becky, tell me what you think about the Cleveland show. It's good. Yeah, but, like, what specifically about it is good? Full frontal nudity. All right. Uh, Mr. Mighton, your cup of water up here up front has some ripples in it. <gasps> the, the T-Rex detector? That doesn't make any sense. This bus hasn't been moving for the past hour. Oh, that explains why it's been such a smooth ride. I thought you were just a really good bus driver. No, I, I we ran out of gas an hour ago. <laughs> oh my God, there's dinosaurs. See. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think that was our best scene we've ever done. <laughs> I mean, once you start talking about the Cleveland show, you pretty much have no chance of going going astray. Full frontal nudity. I like that it went from cleavage to Cleveland. To the Cleveland yeah. show. <laughs> well, cleavage, Cleveland, the Cleveland Browns, and the Cleveland show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It all tracks. Yeah, one step at a time, right? Yeah. Uh, well, what have we got now, Austin? Well, Farley, I think. We've got something for you to change, right? I just changed it. You put cool kids on a bus. I put the oh, kids put on the cool bus. Oh, you put cool kids on a bus. Yeah. <laughs> it's oh. a very important integral yeah. change to the movie. It's significant. Well, I don't I don't think I want to see another scene of that. Uh, <laughs> do we, I don't. Are there any more scenes we want to do? All right, then. So now we've got a movie <laughs> with uh, <laughs> cool kids on the bus. Uh, there's dinosaurs. Um, oh, Presidents. my God. 
president. Oh, there's multiple presidents. Well, we only got to one. But do you want to see another one? No. Okay. Well, uh, I assume let's... Kyle becomes the president later. That makes the most sense. Yeah. 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 Why would they introduce him? President if he Kyle. wasn't going to be president. Well, he's really good at pretending <laughs> to drive the bus. Yeah. Ask not what you can do for your cleavage, <laughs> but what the Cleveland Browns can do for you. <laughs> uh, all right, let's see that trailer. My fellow Americans from all over the world, British Americans, Indian Americans, Middle Eastern Americans, it's come to my attention. I'm I'm going to stop you. This Independence Day. Look, I picked you because you're the secretary of H&R Block. Yeah, that's true. So you were obviously number 37 on the uh, chain of succession. Right, right. An unlikely hero. Krikel Mighton. It's different. I thought it was like a typo. I thought this was the new Jurassic Park book. An alternate timeline. So you both are elbow deep with both arms into that pile of shit. Uh, anything? Oh, I just tripped. Okay. <laughs> I did find something here. Uh, it looks like, um, this is weird. It's like uh, an Atari controller. Do you guys feel that? That vibration? This is like that Jurassic Park movie. Look at the glass of water. Oh, fuck. The T-Rex is coming. Jurassic Park. Or, uh, Independence Day. Wow. This movie is more independent. There are more resurged, days. And it lasts for more days. It's better in every way. Resurgence day. Oh, we should have had it sponsored by Surge. Oh. The soda. Brought to you by Surge. <laughs> oh, it's okay. The soda. We have it sponsored by Surge. The soda. <laughs> <laughs> that's the that's Surge's tagline. The soda. <laughs> Just so you know. <laughs> I think uh, all taglines should be like that. Well, Charmin, it's toilet paper. <laughs> well, Downey's the quicker picker-upper, so yeah. we've got one there. Uh, nothing. I may have said this on the show before, but nothing beats the tagline of Bark's Root Beer, which is just, it's good. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, I forgot to mention one of my favorite parts of this movie, and it is the part where they're in the bus and they like crash into an alien or something. They get covered in goop mm-hmm. somehow. And then the <laughs> uh, the windshield wipers start and immediately like like the windshield is covered in like two inches of goo and the windshield wipers with one swipe completely clean it. No streaks uh, for yeah. the purpose of the camera seeing inside <laughs> the bus. <laughs> uh, I laughed out loud at that part. I also forgot to mention my favorite part of the movie, and that is the part where they say, if you like the show, you can follow us at bettermovieclub.com and uh, at bettermovieclub on all the socials. If you go to bettermovie.com.club, bettermovieclub.com. <laughs> there we go. You mm-hmm. can uh, find merchandise. You can uh, find a link to all our socials. You can find a link to us on everything. You can subscribe to us on Patreon for $5 a month. You can get an extra episode every other week. Um, you can email me at farleyatbeans.business and send me all your independence. <laughs> Austin. <laughs> what? <laughs> uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Austin Wyford. Leah. You can follow me on Twitter at Worry Tweets. I recommend the book I'm reading right now, which is Midnight Club by Christopher Pike. Um, uh, almost halfway through it, and it's very good. Also, Mike Flanagan's I... coming out with a series based on it. Yeah, I was going to say, I haven't read that book, nor do I know anything about it besides what I've heard from you, but I do like some Mike Flanagan, so I'm excited for that show. Which one's the Crypt Keeper? Uh, I think that's me. What's your question? <laughs> Is that me? I think I'm the Crypt Keeper. <laughs> okay, sure. Leah, it's Leah. Never <laughs> yeah. mind, Austin. You don't have to answer that one. Leah got okay. it. Leah got it in one. All right. 
next week is the return of Dr. Ron, who you might remember from our 2001 A Space Odyssey episode. Uh, very funny guy. Very excited to record with him. We're watching uh, Federico Fellini's Eight and a Half. So is that, that one's not in that. English, right? Or am I thinking of something else? I don't know. I haven't watched it yet, but we'll find if out. If so, it will be the first, I think, uh, non-English movie we watched. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I could be wrong. I could be thinking of the wrong movie. In which case, edit this out. <laughs> Whoever. <laughs> okay. <laughs> See you next week. See ya. Bye. Bye.